Good Wednesday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Wednesday Wind Up Live. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Coming to you late, 940 on the East Coast. Um, <laughs> We got big news. I mean, this has been a week of big news. First, you, you know, you start out Sunday night. Will Smith. Uh... Chris Rock altercation. However, you sit on the side of that and then the blows just keep coming. We had a crazy uh, uh, NFL free agency. Now we have Bruce Arians retiring as head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh-oh. yeah, oh, indeed. But Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator. Former Washington Redskin. He was not a football team or commander. He played with the Washington Redskins and won two Super Bowls, if I'm not mistaken. No, he won one. He won one in uh, Super Bowl 22. Uh, He has one, two, three Super Bowls under his belt right now. And he's just taken over in Tampa Bay as the new head coach of the Buccaneers. Um, I got to say, got to say, glad to see it. Glad to see it. Um, I guess that makes Byron Leftwich the top assistant for Tampa Bay now. That's what I'm guessing that is. Uh, whoo, man. As a coach, Todd Bowles started coaching as defensive coordinator for Morehouse College in 97 and secondary coach. Uh, same role in Grambling State from 98 to 99. Secondary coach in 2000 for the Jets. Uh, secondary nickel package coach for the Browns in 2001 through 2003. 2004 secondary coach with the Browns. Secondary coach with the Cowboys 05 through 07. Assistant head coach and secondary coach with the Dolphins. 08 through 2011. He was also the interim head coach in 2011 for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles secondary coach in 2012 and an interim defensive coordinator and secondary coach in 2012. Arizona Cardinals, he was the defensive coordinator, 13 and 14. He coached the New York Jets 2015 to 2018. He's been a defensive coordinator for the Buccaneers since 2019. Now, I did mention he was the head man down in Miami for interim. He was 2-1 and one for three games in Miami. Uh, with the Jets, he was 10-6, uh, 2-5-11 season, then 4-12. And then, of course, we know he was fired uh, and replaced by uh, <laughs> Adam Gase. But, hey, guess what? He's the head man down in Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay looks really, really good. When it comes down to uh, defense, you got the GOAT back in Tom Brady. Uh, it's a lot that, that that Tampa Bay felt that they left on the table, which is why I think Tom Brady came back to Tampa Bay to run it back one more time. I think they think they can win a Super Bowl, and with Tom Brady coming back, the odds are very much in their favor. I will say that 
And if it comes down to it, I'm going to pick TB12 anyhow. Okay. Um, as for Bruce Arians, he moves up to the front office and becomes the senior consultant. Um, man, and this is crazy. But uh, Bruce Arians was 9-3, his only season in Indianapolis. Um, Arizona 10 and 6, 11 and 5, 13 and 3. Then he went 7 and 8 and 8 and 7, 8 and 1, then 8 and 8. Uh, first season in Tampa Bay, uh, 7 and 9. Uh, 11 and 5 last year. I mean, year before last, won a Super Bowl, and then 13 and 4, and lost to the Rams in a divisional. Uh, overall, his stats for his career 80 48 and one he's uh six and three i believe that's playoffs yep six and three in the playoffs one super bowl under his belt um a nfc west title and the nfc south title uh <laughs> and he was the interim the interim coach in uh, Indianapolis when Chuck Pagano was out with cancer. And now if you add those nine wins and three losses under Bruce Arians in Indianapolis, that moves him to 89, 51 and one. And he's still six and three in the, um, in the playoffs. <sighs> of course, I'm going to ask this question. Uh, it's always the question when, when somebody retires, Hall of Fame or not. And I'm going to leave that open-ended. That'll be posted on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. For you all listening to answer, that will be an open-ended question for the boss BJ tomorrow, hopefully, to answer. But, uh, yeah. And this is my prediction. This is my way-too-early prediction because this is news is about maybe an hour old. So <laughs> let me throw it out there. Todd Bowles will win the NFC South. Because there is no only competition he would have is Lady C's uh Saints, but they got to get back on track. They got a new head coaching regime. I'm not worried about uh Carolina. And I'm not also who's else who else down the NFC South. I'm not worried about none of those people in the, in the South. I'm not worried about none of them, not not one. Um, but Tampa Bay is the is the tops. Ain't much changed, and I yes I said ain't much changed for that team. Leftwich is still your old coordinator. Offense is still the same. Bowles is still controlling the defense. Defense is still the same. Defense still gonna be nasty. Defense is still going to be nasty. Okay? I'm not... Mm-mm. 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 I'm not giving this... Giving up on this team because of... Uh, you got Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Those are your NFC South division participants. The Falcons, not worried about. Carolina, not worried about. New Orleans is probably the only one that has a shot at Tampa Bay's 
hold on the division. Okay. Todd Bowles. Here's my way too early prediction. Todd Bowles will have this team back in the plane and the playoffs running like a well-oiled machine. They will be and are long barring any major injury to Tom Brady or any star that they have barring any major injury. They will be playing in the Super Bowl come February 2023. You heard it here first. Tampa Bay will be playing in the Super Bowl come 2023 February. All right? I'm not playing. I'm not bullshitting you. I'm serious about it, okay? Look, I believe in in Todd Bowles. You know, that's me being a Washington fan. That's family, okay? That's family. And when the family does good, it's always a good thing to see. So that's why I'm, I'm in love with this hire. And I love that, you know, it wasn't even an a interview process. It wasn't anything. I'm leaving the keys to the Ferrari in Todd Bowles' hands. That's good enough for me. I'm good with that. Whether it was Bowles or Leftwich, because those Bowles, Leftwich, B enemy, um, are the three top assistants that always get interviewed but never get hired. They're always called the top assistants, and they're always called the 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 favorite for this job, the favorite for that job, the favorite for this. Leftwich, the favorite for Jacksonville. Who wants that shit show in Jacksonville? Bowles was the the favorite for Miami. You know, guys are favorite for Houston, and it's that. But they're they're getting the interview. Bienemy was favorite for Houston. So is Flores. These guys didn't get these jobs. We have a, a suspicion why. But the boss BJ always says it when we talk about coaching. The Rooney Rule, as it was meant to be, is no longer like that. The Rooney Rule is a sham now. It's just a speed bump in the road to get the guy that you want. It needs to be redone so there's no way to get around it. There's no way to skirt it. You see what I'm saying? So you don't have to have a Andy Reid retire to leave the keys to the team to an Eric Bieniemy or Bruce Aarons to retire to leave the keys to a Todd Bowles. You know, we only have two black head coaches in the league. Now, it was one. Well, I, I, well, actually, the gentleman down in Miami, they say, well, he said he, his father's black. He identifies as a human being. Two black head coaches in the NFL. Tomlin Bowles. Okay. We got we gotta we gotta get past that. We gotta get over that. We really gotta get over that. This Rooney rule cannot be a something that's always skirted around. But it's gotta be a fair opportunity because you got guys that are minorities that are well versed in football and their philosophies are great. They come in for sham interviews and then they move on to whoever they want. And then when this guy flames out, then what? Okay. Congratulations to Todd Bowles. I can see this being a long run. And I'm hoping this is not a one-off, one-year thing. I'm hoping this is a long and luxurious move with Tampa Bay. And it's fruitful. I'm talking playoff runs. 
division championships, NFC championship game appearances, and wins. Even though I'm a Washington fan, and I love Ron Rivera, and Ron I trust, but I want to see Todd Bowles do very, very well because he is a part of the Washington Redskins football team commanders family. So congratulations once again to Todd Bowles. Switching gears and moving over to uh, NCAA basketball. Shaheen Holloway, who took St. Peter's and ran through the tournament, made the uh, what Elite Eight, no, Sweet 16, and then they made the Elite Eight. And they wound up losing to North Carolina, 69-49, okay? He walks away from St. Peter, which is a great first Cinderella, first 15 seed to make the Elite Eight. And that was a great Cinderella run. I would have loved to have seen them in the Final Four. But after that run, he's taken over at his alma mater of Seton Hall and become their new head coach, announced today. Um, Not even going to lie this is uh it's bittersweet for me because when you got guys like shaheen holloway and um hey what's uh man can't think of my man that was down in uh virginia uh um um shaka shaka smart you got them at these small schools and they got these guys running, playing great ball. And then they 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 leave the guys they recruited and go, you know, it, they'll go to their alma mater. They'll go to a bigger school, which is good for them. And it, that's the that's the sweet part. The bitter part is the players that they left behind. Always think about what about those players that came there because of this coach. And it's it's not just. NCAA basketball, NCAA football too. You know, you got guys that came here because of the way that this coach is. This coach recruited me and I want to follow him where he goes, but then sometimes, you know, you can't because he's gone. He rolled out and went somewhere else. But Shaheen Holloway, (laughs) one of the top point guards in 1996 coming out of uh, high school, playing for St. Patrick in Elizabeth, New Jersey. He played in the uh, McDonald's All-Star Game. And him and Mike Bibby were consistently named the top two point guards of the 96 class. He selected, he was selected three times for an All-Star selection, an All-State selection. Uh, he played in the McDonald's All-American Game and went, they say, went shot for shot with Kobe. But uh, he was a starting point guard for the East team. He recorded seven points, eight assists, and six steals, and won the MVP award. Uh, he went to Seton Hall, which was in the Big East at the time, from 96 to 2000. While in college, he was a two-time second-team All-Big all East in 97 and 2000, third-team Big East, All-Big East in 98, Big East Most Improved Player in 2000, the Big East All-Rookie Team in 97, 
two-time second-team parade All-American in high school in 95 and 96. Uh, McDonald's All-American in 96. McDonald's All-American MVP in 96, as I mentioned before. Uh, as a coach, he was the Mac, MAAC, Mac Men's Coach of the Year in 2020. And they won the tournament, the Mac Men's Tournament Champion in 2022. And, of course, the Elite Eight in 2022. He goes back home to <laughs> Seton Hall. But before he hit Seton Hall as a coach, uh, he's coached at Iona as assistant, as an assistant from 2007 to 2010. Uh, 2010 to 2018, he was an assistant at Seton Hall. He's coached at St. Peter's from 2018 to 2022, which is this year, just today. And now he's at Seton Hall. And his head coaching record is impressive, I will say. First year, 2018-19, for the Peacocks, he was 10-22, and 6-12 in the conference, tied for ninth. 2019-2020. Uh, 18 and 12, 14 and 6 in the conference and finished second. Now, the postseason was canceled due to COVID 19. 2020 and 21, 21, they regressed a little bit. Um, 14 and 11, but 10 and 8 in the conference, time for third. Uh, this year, 22 and 12, 14 and 6 in the conference again, finished second and made the Elite Eight. His overall coaching record is 64 57. 64 and 57 at St. Peter's with a 44 and 32 record against the um, conference. I hate to see him leave St. Peter's because I think he still had work to do, but Hey, he about to do his work on the biggest stage. I think about uh, the, the, the guys that he's living, leaving behind, but with the transfer rules, the way that they are, he may, the guys that don't go pro off this run, he may be able to get him at Seton Hall. And <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish Georgetown still plays Seton Hall like we used to. Um, but uh ah, congratulations, Coach Holloway. <laughs> I got nothing to say. Um, you earned it. Let's just say that you freaking earned it to get that uh that head coaching job they saw something in you and you know you go back home you're going back to your alma mater make them proud brother make them fucking proud um last but not least i asked the questions are the lakers done like for good this is lebron's fourth season with the lakers first season he got injured they missed the playoffs they regressed and i mean they really went downhill missed the playoffs the second season we had the stoppage, uh, COVID, and then everybody wants to take away the fact that the Lakers won a championship in 2020, which was not even, we're not even talking two years ago when they won this. Because we got to come down to what, August? Before it be two years? And now we're talking about the Lakers being done right now. The Lakers on the outside looking in when it comes to the play-in game. You know, it's all, what is seven, eight, nine, and 10 are your playoff game, your play-in games. And they are sitting in the 11th spot 
tied with the Spurs, one game off the Pelicans at the nine spot. I asked the question, are they done? Because LeBron looks listless. Um, Russell Westbrook is not playing his game. Like this cat is known for driving the lane and running dudes over and jumping guys, you know, jumping over guys and dunking on. He's turned into a jump shooter now. Um, I'm not not too fond of this Russell Westbrook because this guy is an all-world talent. But the question is, are the Lakers done? My assessment? Yes. Because Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. Russell Westbrook is not playing like himself. Okay? Carmelo Anthony is not playing like Melo. Uh, Malik Johnson's playing pretty well. Dwight Howard, don't get me started. You got young guys in Austin Reeves and Taylor Horton Tucker. You got DJ Augustine. You got players. You know, you got Trevor Ariza, Avery Bradley. Uh, Trevor Ariza could have been left off this team. Uh, you got Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore, Mason Jones. Here's my thing. They're not playing team ball. And this is, everybody wants to blame LeBron for this. This is not, I mean, of course the team's going to go as LeBron goes. And I, you can tell he's frustrated. Everybody on this team's frustrated. Vogel's frustrated, everything. Here's the thing. They're not playing team ball. They're not sharing the sugar. They're having too many brain farts for this to be a championship caliber team. This is what somebody called the worst super team ever assembled. You would think you have LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis. You have one of the best big men in the league today in Anthony Davis. One of the greatest point guards in the league today in Russell Westbrook. One of the greatest players on the planet in LeBron James. You have one of the greatest scorers in Carmelo Anthony. That's four players. And you're telling me y'all can't get it together to just to make the playoff game, the play-in game. Anthony Davis is now Mr. Glass. You breathe on him too hard, he cracks. Um, Russell Westbrook, I, I never been a jump shooter. I mean, he doesn't have a consistent jumper. His effect is slashing and going to the lane. Like this dude attacks the rim like a man possessed, and that's always been his game. You know, getting out running. He's one of the fastest point guards in the league, and this dude is coming down and shooting threes and shooting mid-range. That's not your game, Russ. That has never been your game. You know, when it's on, it's on. Let's just say that. Russell Westbrook is too much of a good player, a great player, to play like this. The question is, are the Lakers done, like for good? I honestly think yes. Even though LeBron has verbally committed to the Lakers for the foreseeable future, 
I don't think Anthony Davis will be back. I think Russell Westbrook's contract is up. Um, I don't think Melo will be back. So they would have to start from scratch. This team is done. Stick a fork in them. If they make the play-in game, they might get to the second round of the playoffs. Maybe. Maybe. But even uh, uh, year 19 LeBron, which is astronomical, this dude has a better scoring average in year 19 than anybody else in the history of the game. Even with him doing what he, he can do, doing everything he can, they're, they're not going to they're not going to get past the second round this year. You got too many shooters out there. The Grizzlies, number two in 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 the um in the West. The Suns, number one in the West. The Warriors, Mavericks, Nuggets, and Jazz. That's three, four, five, and six respectively. All have the Lakers numbers. The Timberwolves at seven. The Clippers at eight. And the Pelicans at nine all have the Lakers numbers. They're not getting past any of those teams, maybe. If they make the second round, they would have to beat a young Grizzlies team, but they hungry. The Grizzlies are literally hungry, okay? I don't see it going if they did. I'm being generous when I say second round. No, I can't. This is put a fork in them. You know, I think. 2020 everybody wants to diminish the 2020 season for the lakers because it was in the bubble oh it's a mickey mouse ring it doesn't count and i always like to say this you said that about the 99 spurs and oh well if jordan would have came ah, if if was a fifth we'd all be drunk okay let's not say if let's go by what happened not what could have happened what did happen you know you got uh, one of the Morris brothers, oh, if we would have did this, we would have beat them if we would have had a crap. I don't want to hear all that. That sounds like excuses to me. That's what that sounds like. If if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Stop saying if. Let's go off of what happened. What actually happened. The Lakers won the 2020 NBA championship. You cannot invalidate that championship no matter what you do because that was played. You sound like somebody that I talk sports with. And they, when we start talking NFL, we, oh, well, nothing counts before the Super Bowl. Well, they did play championships games before the Super Bowl, asshat. You know, NFL championships, AFL championships are championships. Just because you don't recognize them, you think that the NFL started in 66, that's your problem. But it didn't. We had championships before then. The Lakers didn't say, well, let's go down to, uh, down to Florida and play at Disney World in a bubble so we can win. The Lakers didn't do that. The NBA did that. The NBA did that. The Lakers went in there and they performed. You got teams like the Wizards who were 0-10 in the bubble. Didn't win a damn thing. Didn't bust a grape. They didn't complain about being in the bubble. Okay. The Lakers 2020 championship was... A championship that you cannot invalidate. Granted, they may not win back-to-back. They may miss the playoffs this year, but think about this. And this is where the comparison to the 99 Spurs come in. They didn't win another championship until 2003. So that means 
2000, 2001. I'm sorry, 99, 2000. The Spurs didn't win a championship. The Lakers won three in a row before the Spurs won another championship. Okay? Don't try to tell me that the Lakers championship in 2020 did not count. Don't say that was a fluke. It wasn't a fluke. They had to play. A fluke is everybody just laid down. They scored one bass and then they just sat there and just took penalties all night. That's a fluke. 2020 wasn't a fluke. So let's get off of that. As far as right now, they tried to tool up to win. They tried to put together a super team and win, and it backfired. It backfired. This reminds me of the Lakers of 2004. This is the Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Kobe, Shaq, all those guys. And they put together that, they tooled up to win, and they lost. They made it all the way to the finals and lost. And the funny part about it, I called that loss in the middle of the season. When Detroit got Detroit, got Rasheed Wallace, I said the Lakers will meet Detroit in the finals, and Detroit will win. What did Detroit do? Detroit went and won because they were a better constructed team. I'm just saying. This is not where the story of LeBron James ends, Carmelo, and this is not the end. I think if they get a, a few more complimentary pieces, a firecracker off the bench, um, you know, just better moves. This is, you know, they, they can turn this around in a year or two years. This is this season's done. But uh, if LeBron walks away from the Lakers, unless they get themselves another, unless they get themselves another one-two punch. Because if you think about it, the Lakers were a dynasty long time ago, years. Every time the Lakers go on championship runs, they always have a one-two punch. You had Elgin Baylor, Jerry West. They went to a lot of finals together, but they couldn't get past the Celtics. But they were one of the greatest teams. They had a one-two punch. In the 80s, you had uh, Magic and Kareem with a great supporting cast. You had Big Game James, Byron Scott, Michael Cooper. You had these guys. You put something together in the 90s. Didn't really get there with uh, the, the acquisition of Shaquille O'Neal and a young and upcoming Kobe. When that got together, what did that do? Three championships. Kobe Bryant by himself with Pau Gasol netted you two championships, three finals runs. You see what I'm saying? You see the pattern. You got to have a good one-two punch and a great supporting cast behind it. This time, this day and times times, you need a one-two-three punch and a great supporting cast behind it. You need a big three and a supporting cast behind it. But as of right now, the Lakers don't have that. They have a big LeBron. Russell Westbrook ain't no shooter. He's a slasher. He's a driver. That's what he does. Put him on, hey, let him go to the lane and put him on the line. I guarantee you, people that get tired of hacking him and putting him on the line, his scoring average will go up. Anthony Davis, I mean, shoot. 
I don't know. I don't know what you can do to him. I don't know. Every time he step out on the floor and he fall down, I'm scared that he broke. So I don't know what you can do about Mr. Glass, but you got to also realize LeBron James is in year 19. He is nowhere near slowing down, but damn it, Father Time is undefeated. Father Time will catch up. And I don't think he's going to be a Laker when Father Time catches up because I think he's going to walk away after this year. So I really think the Lakers are done for good. Okay? So, recap of the show. Bruce Arians retires, leaves the keys to Todd Bowles. Of course, I'm happy. Part of the Washington Redskins football team, uh, uh, Commander's family, won a championship here. I always thought he should have been coach here too, but neither here nor there. Um, congratulations to Todd Bowles. Uh, Shaheen Holloway leaves St. Peter's after their Cinderella run and takes over his alma mater of Seton Hall. Uh, congratulations to him. And the question, are the Lakers done for good? Like for good? My answer to that question, yes. Yes. So. Ah, feels good to be back behind the mic. Um, I'm going to try my damnedest to get back again tomorrow night as well as Saturday night. Well, Saturday night, Saturday night, we will be going late Saturday night on Facebook Live, Twitch Live, YouTube Live, um, because we will be doing a reaction show of night one of WrestleMania, the granddaddy of all, the biggest spectacle of them all is this weekend so don't forget to check that out um wrestlemania saturday night sunday night if you have peacock uh if you don't have peacock please order that i'm not getting paid to say that but hey you want to be a part of the conversation on saturday night you need to join us don't forget to check us out on all social media platforms uh instagram tiktok uh facebook twitter we did um, all your streaming platforms that you stream your music on Spotify right here on Podbean, anchor anywhere that you stream podcasts and music. You should be able to find us. All right. That's sideline junkies. You know the name. So without further ado, y'all go ahead and enjoy your Thursday night. Um, Full as a tick. Dinner was great. Thanks to my wife. Now it's time for me to go and enjoy the rest of this night myself. And look at that. I did it in under an hour. I don't do no overtime. I am out of here.